Liberated Lifestyle is a podcast focused on relationships, spirituality, personal development, and so much more. Tune in every single week so that you can change your life. to tell the people about who you are and like what what do you do yeah so um my name is daryl garth also known as feral tahar um i am a quantum life coach um also a shaman uh also a business owner and ceo also a book writer um i teach people how to reprogram their consciousness by integrating their masculine and feminine energies um into a state of optimized integration, um, you know, and in little words, I teach people how to become the best versions of themselves in every aspect of their life. Um, you know, everything from how to uh, master and manifest money to how to, you know, heal yourself, how to open up your chakras, all the way to how to date in 2020. So, um, yeah, that's why I, I love that. And, you know, I was telling the people that, like, we, we go back for a while. So when we have conversations, they are powerful. Right. And I know that the other day we were talking about dating. And so, I, dude, I'm literally known to just get right into the nitty gritty. So I'm going to, yeah, let's go. So I'm yeah. literally just going to ask you the first question I have for you. Okay. And the first question I have for you is, uh, why is dating different in 2020 versus like back in 2000? What's the big yeah. deal and the difference now? Um, I think the difference is, um, well, one, I think that we're shifting out of a traditional way of thinking, one. Um, and this is just happening naturally because of the evolution of time. But it's like, one, we're traditioning, which we're, we're transcending out of a uh, traditional religious paradigm of, um, you know, monogamy to speak it plainly put um for for whatever reason whether you've been married and have been divorced whether you've been someone who has never been married or someone who has just been in and out of relationships um a lot of people are are, are either transcending into a point where they're becoming extremely precise and concise on what it is that they're trying that they want in their life um or they are choosing to create a dynamic of their life that works for them that may not be traditional or may not sound anything like anything that has existed before. Um, you know, and that on top of, like I said, the, the natural shifts of consciousness that are happening right now on our planet are causing us to transcend into more creative ways of how we relate to one another. Um, especially as we begin to heal our, our each other more, um, the more we begin to heal our internal, uh, the more our, reflex, our external world begins to reflect that healing. So as we heal our own inner feminine energy from on my end, for example, as I heal my own inner feminine, um, I'm naturally attracting higher quality uh, feminine women into my life because they are reflecting the energy that I'm sending out and attracting. And so, you know, that in a nutshell, what is, is what's transcending in 2020 that is like we haven't really had we haven't really experienced anything like that. You know, we haven't experienced a time where it's forcing us to have to open up. Uh, a new category of dating to express the intentions that we want in 2020. And they're not the same that we've wanted 50 years ago. Ooh, okay. So you brought up monogamy and 
a lot of people are married these days. So, you know, let's talk about, we're going to focus more on people that aren't married. And this live is going to be, you know, initially first geared towards people that aren't married, because we definitely okay. do respect marriage. Um, but let's talk about people that are thinking about being with one person versus opening and expanding their mind to different people. What does that even look like? And why would you, because for me personally, you know, I, I'm naturally monogamous person. So let's just use me as an example. Why would I even think about, you know, maybe expanding and opening up my mind to multiple people? Right. Um, well, I think first of all, it goes into when we typically seek a monogamous relationship, we're looking for someone to create a sense of fulfillment within our life. That's the first key that, that we have been uh, almost conditioned to, to seek naturally, a natural programming to say, you want someone that is going to provide this, provide this, provide this. So all of these provisions are, are things that we um, enable our partners to come in and fill those voids. I think what we're transcending to in 2020 is that people are learning that they can fill those voids themselves. And so once those voids get filled themselves, you don't necessarily have such a strong urge to connect and find that one soulmate, especially if you're an individual who has been in and out of relationships so many times. You be, every single time you come out of a relationship, you're always ready to kind of fine tune your expectations that much more. You're like, you know, oh, I, I wanted this person, but then I got this person. But then when I got they had this, I didn't know they were going to have this too. So now I want another person who's got everything the previous person had, but then they don't have this part with it as well. And then we continuously do that. And it's, it's interesting because it's, uh, it's a very Fibonacci sequence way of dating where we take the, we take the information that we accumulated from our previous experience and we use that, we add that up and use that to create the new sequence, which is the same pattern uh, that is found in every organism um, living today. So there's this natural urge for us to pick up the things that we learned uh, from our past and then use it to direct our intentions and our goals in the future. And that's kind of like an artificial intelligent way of looking at us being human. I think we're doing that when it comes to dating now. And I think in doing that for dating, I think that we are seeing that there's a way for us to have exactly what we want and it doesn't necessarily look like a traditional or have to look like a traditional monogamous relationship. Ooh, okay. So that's, you know, the average person really isn't thinking about, okay, I don't need to be in a traditional monogamous relationship. How do you even, before we actually go into that next question, I'm going to ask you this first. How do we even start to transition to, okay, I'm going to entertain the idea that I might possibly not need just one partner for the rest of my life. Like, how can we even transition out of that? Um, I could only speak for myself. So what my experience entailed was I started realizing a pattern that I was developing. And that pattern was that I was always attracting women in my life that were forcing me to always be the teacher. Right. So I, I was always the one always having to be the bigger person, always having to walk the partner through, you know, how to heal their own traumas and learning how to properly communicate. And I, I was never able to feel like the energy was equally reciprocated. And so, so, so again, I was an individual. I got married very, very young. I have two kids. Um, and, you know, and I was at 23. I was divorced by 24. Um, and so, you know, for me in that space, I was able to get a very intense and sporadic, or, or I won't say sporadic, but very intense dosage of what monogamous, uh, the monogamous life looks like. And so for me, I saw that I started reaching a point where I felt like 
you know, maybe there's not one person that can actually feel this expectation that I have. And I think this really made me cause myself to look at, you know, the, the notion that some people have different energy containers, right? So good, good way to explain that. Like, imagine, you know, three types of people and each person represents an energy container. So you've got someone who can hold 50, 50% energy, someone can hold 100% energy, and then someone can hold 200% energy, right? So imagine you're an individual and you're someone who's at the 200% energy and you meet someone who's at the 50% energy. If you're connecting with someone who's on that energy, no matter how much that person tries, they're not going to be able to reciprocate the energy that you're going to be giving them. Okay. Because you're going to be giving 200% of energy to them. They're going to be giving 50% back to you. And so for me, I started finding myself a lot like that, where, you know, again, me being a 26-year-old that has three businesses, um, that is a shaman, that is heavily evolved around, you know, evolving our own planet. There are a lot of women who, who aren't necessarily on that level. A lot of women are still healing different parts of themselves. And so I don't have a problem holding space for that. That's why I'm a healer. But I don't have time to hold space for that in a relationship. So to keep women from having to meet these very high expectations and to keep myself from having being hurt from my own expectations every single time, I began to lower my expectations by saying, okay, maybe I don't have to find everything I'm looking for in one person. You know, maybe I can find one woman who just loves to play and, and play video games and smoke weed because that's a hobby of mine. And then maybe I can meet someone that I can connect with who is genuinely inspired to grow and build her business. And I can connect with her on that. And then maybe I have someone that just wants to do Reiki and, you know, heal her chakras and do ceremony. And maybe I can connect with women like that. So I found new and creative ways to distribute my energy amongst uh, women to the point where I'm as long as I'm able to fulfill their needs, then the equivalent exchange is always happening. Ooh, okay. So, so let's talk about expectations because, dude, yo, we keep it real. Yo, all the time, every single time I've been in a relationship, the only way it's gotten fucked up has been because of expectation, expectations. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know, is it even possible to be in a relationship and 100% not have expectations on your partner? Um, Damn. It's a very good question. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's, so it very much depends on the dynamic of the relationship that you are trying to go into. Um, for me personally, I don't go into a relationship unless I'm going in with the intention of training. Relationships are work. Everyone who's been in a relationship knows that. So I'm not going into a relationship unless I'm ready to work. So I'm going in with the expectation that I'm going into the gym because I'm going to have someone who is going to push me, who is going to trigger me, and who is, I'm not going to have time to just go and have my own space. If we're going to be living together or being together in this space, I'm going to have to learn how to, how to process my own shit as the second it comes up, which is a lot harder you know, in that space with someone. So again, it's all based on what it is, what it is your intention is. And I think we're moving, a lot of us are moving into a time where we're learning how to set better intentions. We're learning how to be more concise with what we want in our, in our relationship. Um, and that's what's helping us attract, you know, better. Okay, so let's use this as an example. We got some people, uh, we'll, we'll talk about women. We got some women where they like having multiple conversations with multiple men. And like I said, I'm raw. I'm one of those people. I am a very mentally stimulating person. Like I, I get mentally stimulated by conversations. 
right? Love that. However, yeah, but <laughs> to get down in the nitty gritty in the bedroom, I'm just trying to do that with one person because right. I'm really not trying to share my body with multiple people. So right. is there different ways on how to go about this? Like, does this, does it just depend on the individual and what they want? Um, yes, it, I definitely think it definitely depends on the individual. But again, it becomes, it, it, for me, it boils down to the level of communication that I'm choosing to have with my partners. Every time I connect with my partners, the first thing, the first thing that we're talking about is, A, what you're passionate about. After I identify what you're passionate about, next thing I move to is like, what, what does your dream look like to you? What, what does your paradise look like for you? Is that, does that paradise look like you having one partner and that's it? Does your paradise look like having, you know, one partner, but multiple people you're talking to? Does your paradise look like multiple partners? So I want to get both of our paradises on the table so that we can see how we can fit into, or if we can fit into each other's paradise. So again, it's like, okay, if you say my paradise looks like being able to be intimate with one person or having multiple guys that I'm talking to, then at that point, you're giving me the choice of deciding, do I want to be that, try to be that one person that you're intimate with? Or do I want to try to be the people that you're just talking to? And, I, and now, now we both have the freedom to decide how we want to customize our paradise in that. Ooh, okay, so that's leading us to what you've created. Like, you've literally created this fucking magical way of dating in 2020. Tell us about <coughs> passion partners. Tell us about <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, again, having to create my own lane because we're entering into a time where it's like we're transitioning into, in between this limbo. Where we're not necessarily saying that monogamy is bad, but we're saying that there could be room for something else that should be equally on the table as monogamy. And so for myself, uh, I created Passion Partners. And so Passion Partners is a form of relationship that I've created that had allowed me to um, truly have my freedom when it comes to what I'm looking for in relationships, uh, while also being able to have a certain level of expectation and commitment, but also remember keeping that, that relationships are designed to be fun. And so what Passion Partners are essentially about is uh, only bringing your passions into that partnership. So, you know, having conversations, and this, this is just very key because in fifth dimensional consciousness, it's all about communication. Because when you, in, in the fifth dimensional consciousness, when we speak and we think, the manifestation happens exponentially. So the second we change our frequency towards what we want, now we're in a space where it's coming at double speed. So now it's just a matter of using our proper words and setting our proper expectations, which only comes from communication. So we learn how to properly communicate what it is that we're, that we're wanting and how it is we're wanting to play. I think that so many people forget that our experience here is supposed to play and that we're supposed to be in our innocence. You know, we're supposed to, our, our true healed self is the version of us that's innocent. You know, for me personally, love means freedom. You know, so for me, passion for me is freedom. So that's the first thing that I bring into a relationship when I tell someone what I'm passionate about. And so by having these connections where we're able to communicate the things that we are passionate about, we then work to uh, formulate this, this passion-driven relationship. And then what we do is we remove everything that we're not passionate about out of the relationship. So if we're not passionate about titles, we don't have titles. If we're not passionate about, if she's not passionate about her job, her job doesn't come up in the conversation. If we're not passionate about eating certain food, whatever it is, whatever dynamic, if you're not passionate about your past, cool. 
But what it does is that it gives you the opportunity to see how someone can meet your needs. Say, oh, not necessarily meet my needs, but how someone can play with you. And I think that's so key. So, yo, you know how you said earlier that relationships take work? So in this passion partners, it's not about work. It's about play. So the paradigm yes. flips. Yes, 100%. It's about, it, it's really the, the direct contrast of a relationship where it's being able to be comfortable and so comfortable in yourself. Because again, you know, again, this is the reason why, you know, this is a transcendence that's happening. This is the reason why people are shifting into a higher vibrational state. So the lower vibrational state is that of monogamy. And lower doesn't mean bad. We're not talking about it being negative. We're talking about it being primal as far as it being first. And so first, we look for someone who can fulfill the needs to can supply the basic foundation for our survival. But once we've lived under the survival vibration long enough, we transcend survival and we enter into playtime and abundance. And when you transcend that, it becomes, well, okay, if I can have this with one, then why can't I have it with many? Because if my job here in this experience is to play, you know, then I, I want to get the most out of my experience. So how can I connect and share this, share this passion that I have within myself with anyone who wants to reciprocate the energy that I'm giving off? Dude, to have this successful, you have to admit that the partner's got to be, they don't, they can't be jealous. They, they have to be confident. Right. Oh, 100%. Because, yeah, because you can really trigger the fuck out of somebody in this type of scenario if they're not ready. Right. Absolutely. But that's why this is this is dating. for this is next generational dating. This isn't dating for people who will still have insecurities within their own being. This is this is not for people who, you know, when they see their partner on the phone, they're upset, wondering if they're texting someone. This, this is not for you at all. These are for people who don't give a fuck whether you're on the phone with someone or not. They don't care. You're, they're either, you're, you're, either getting it, you're either getting wherever you want from them or you're getting it from someone else. Either way, your needs are being met. And that's what this is about. It's about being able to love yourself enough to allow yourself to be free of your own passions, but also not limiting and not, create, not creating you know, uh, like chains with people, not putting chains on people in relationships because they're bringing you a sense of happiness that you only want to share with them and you're afraid of them giving away that same happiness to someone else. Yo, mic drop. Hey, honestly, you know what, King? I feel like nowadays, you know, even back in the day, but let's talk about nowadays. I feel like when you see, like, for instance, partners, you'll, you'll see a really cool guy and sometimes, or I'll see like a really cool girl. And sometimes I can tell that if I were to approach that dude and try to talk to him she might feel some type of way so it's almost like when i see that a guy is with another woman it's hands off you know what right. i'm saying unless he approaches me because right. it's like i don't want to trigger the woman so it's almost like my question for you is how do you know when you're ready to try this out hmm. <laughs> well um I was, I'll say this, for me, it, it's a lot easier now because I've actually found community. Um, whereas before, when I first was, was even like thinking about these ideas of transcending through monogamy, um, you know, again, I grew up Christian. I grew up, you know, religious of the religious. So the, that idea was like, like so blasphemous to even conceive. 
And so when I finally was able to move through that space, you know, it's, it's, you almost enter into a point of complete isolation for a season because you say, you know, I'm not going to allow anyone to allow their shadow of love create a chain on me, making me feel like I had to be connected with them out of the name of love. Because again, love for me means freedom. So I want you to be whoever you want to be without me. I want you to have the freedom of being able to leave. Because for me, it's more unconditionally loving to, for an individual to have the freedom to do whatever they want, the freedom to go wherever they want, and then for them to choose to come back home to you. For me, that's true unconditional love. So if I'm truly seeking that, then I have to give you the opportunity to hold that vibration. So if I'm putting a title on you so I can be quick to put an expectation on you, then it's automatically conditional love in my eyes. I'm not saying that's for everyone in my eyes. So yeah. freedom for me is what it's all about. That's the people that I love the most, the people who've allowed me to be the, my most free and authentic self. And then through that, we were able to build our friendship. Yo, because honestly, King, have you noticed in not the paradigm that we're creating now, but in the old paradigm, it's almost like you, you meet somebody, you think they're dope, you start hanging out with them, you move to the next step, you might move in together, you might, we're not talking about marriage yet, but you, you know, you really start fucking with this person heavy. And then it's almost like, not all the time, but a lot of times, that person starts to close up and close off to the rest of the world. Like, yeah, they might still mm -hmm. have friends, obviously, but with the other opposite sex, not really like they usually start to kind of let go of the opposite sex because a they probably don't want to hurt their partner b their partner might get pissed off or c it's going to create friction so it's mm -hmm. almost like you know this is going to take is is this 5d love ways of being or what what level of consciousness do you think this even is yo should i in order, in, in order to step into in order to step into this new opportunity of pleasure, you have to look at every person's pleasure as your pleasure. Because every single person in this experience is a reflection of us, right? So, so third dimensional reality is where we have duality, where we have good or bad, we have yin and yang. Fifth dimensional is where the yin and yang are all serving as one experience. So when it's all serving as one experience is when we come to the conscious awareness that everything is a reflection of us, that the outside world that we see is a reflection of the internal world inside of us. So to be able to truly have that freedom, you have to be able to look at someone of the opposite sex, of the same sex, of the opposite gender, of the same gender, and you have to be able to see yourself in them. Only in that space can you be happy when the idea of them getting pleasure by another person comes to your mind? When I look at your pleasure as being my pleasure, as your orgasm being my orgasm, then I'm okay with whoever the fuck you go and do it with. But as long as I have that separation, that separation is gonna be externally reflected to me. It's gonna make me create more separation from people when I think I found the one. I'm gonna cut everyone else off and create that same separation. 
Yo, okay, so let's actually talk about the physical aspect. How do you start that? Because I was just talking about like the mental side before, but how do you start the physical aspect? Do you start with one person and then have a conversation or what does that look like? Yeah, um, for me, I, I found myself one, I, I give a lot less energy away per, per, per partner. Um, and this is, this is great for me because a lot of people give so much away in the beginning um, because the, the infatuation phase is so enticing. The infatuation phase is nothing but confirmation of a connection, but we'll take that and we will allow, we'll pour all of our energy into it and we'll just allow this rush of energy to consume us, but it's really putting up a veil. So that rush of energy creates that veil. That's why for me, I, don't, I tell people our relationship isn't, isn't official or we're not really getting to know each other until after the first trigger. <laughs> that's real, that's real. We're, we're not shit until after the first trigger. Because after the first trigger is when you see the real, you see everything that that person was just putting up a front for, all that goes away. The, the looking pretty, the seeing only one side, the seeing the nice side, all that goes away the first time you get on their nerves. And then you see how well they handle their own shit. And that's what, that's what the realness is. Yeah. You know, so for, for me, it, it's about going into having that awareness already, knowing that, okay, if I meet someone and we connect, all right, boom, infatuation phase. So there's a lot of stuff right now where I'm not going to be seeing the red flags. So in that knowing, I'm taking a step back and I'm looking at the red flags. <laughs> okay the things that we would normally overlook because of the infatuation phase. Interesting. Okay. So, so you get it. So, okay. So let's, let's, um, let's use like a real life example just to make sure we okay. can all get the hang of this. Like, can you okay. make up like some random people? Like yeah. I, I just, let, let's say like Jessica and fucking George or no, not, no, not him. Um, John. Right. <laughs> Fuck, <dude. laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Okay. I don't even know. What I'm laughing at your facial expression when you said. That. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, that got me real heated real fast. Yo, okay. Let's All say right. Jessica and John, right? Jessica and John. Fucking Jessica and John meet each other at, mm -hmm. at like, you know, uh, a gathering and they're really feeling each other. They start talking for a few weeks. They're like, you know, they have sex, they're messing around, they're feeling real good together. And they're kind of wondering, okay, where is this going to head to? Jessica's still talking to a few different people, maybe in her DMs. You know, John's still feeling a few people, but they both kind of dig each other the most. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that, that comment. I've seen that comment, yo. Hey, King, that was a mistake. <laughs> All right, we're going to move past it because I, I, I want to get you blushing out here. Um, so, <laughs> no, okay, so to answer your question, I would say that the conversation has to start way before this time. The conversation of passion partnership starts the very first conversation we have. So the very first conversation that we have, um, people are asking, oh, what's your, what's your preference? Or, you know, how was your last relationship? Whatever those introductory questions, those are normally the time where I clearly state my stance on relationships. I state that I'm non-monogamous and that I practice passion partnerships. And they usually say, oh, what is that? And I'm like, huh, glad you asked. <laughs> so, and I, and I, that's when I explain to them that, that passion partnerships are partnerships where we only bring passion into these partnerships. And it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 
It's a partnership with the strict intention of play and pleasure. And most, and most women are very receptive to that because most women are tired of the work that they think has to come with just having another man's time or attention, you know, or whatever it is that they're looking to, you know, have equivalently exchanged within their essence, you know? So again, for me, I've just seen that by creating just, by creating a second category, by creating a second alternative, like it doesn't have to just be you, you find me and so you cut off all the people you're in a relationship or you, all your friends that you are with now and then you only choose to be with me and then you figure out if this thing is actually a thing and then you break up and do the whole thing all over again. Like there's, there's another way now where it's like, okay, you know, you can have someone to say you're even looking to seeing if they are someone who can be taken more serious. So you can have this person that you're having a passion partnership with and see how well you can play with this person first while you're also simultaneously playing with other people. Then over time, maybe if they're showing that you can play with them better or play, you have more fun with them than you do with your other partner or with your other two partners combined, then it starts showing you, okay, maybe I do want to start reciprocating energy with this person, you know, more than I would, you know, these other two individuals. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So you, your, your thing kind of paused a little bit, um, but it looks like you're still good. Let me just see here. Okay, there you are. You get, okay, can you see me? Because it's like, it's a little slow right now. Let me see something. Hmm. Okay, I would like to know if you guys can still hear me. Can you still hear me? I'm Are sure. you good? I can, I can hear you now, yeah. Was I gone or were you gone? Was, I don't know. Were you there? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was just That's sitting so weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So you know what? All right, so let's go back. So let me ask you this. So the next thing is, this is for all my spiritual people watching this live right now or that's going to listen to the podcast later. Uh, there is this group of people that would find this very, very controversial and they would be like, yo, okay, first off, this whole thing is a person trying to make an excuse or they're trying to find a way to be able to mess around with other people because they don't want to be able to commit to one person. So they want to find an outlet to be able to have multiple partners. And, you know, th there's definitely a community that would find and say that. What Absolutely. would you say to those people? <clears throat> to stay in the community that they're in. <laughs> because, again, <laughs> they, this, 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 this new way is not for them. It's like you say, oh, he wants to use this as a way to connect with other with multiple people because he doesn't want to tie himself down. It's like, yes. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's, about, it's about being able to look at that without judgment. That is exactly what I want, and that's okay. okay. So, so it's almost like if, they're, if this is going to trigger them, don't even try to attempt to do it. Just stay in your lane. Oh. Are you, can you hear me? We're going in and out a little bit. Okay, let me see something. Give me one second.
Interesting. Can you see me now? Okay, yeah, it is, it's a lot better now. Yo, King, I really find that sometimes when some nuggets are being dropped, this shit stops working. I don't know why, but it okay. just happens for some All reason. Right. It's cool, yeah. though. We ain't we're, talking we're, about conspiracies today, though, bro. We got, we got infinite. We just keep spinning. So right. our, 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 our channeling through constantly, people just got to tune in. Right. Yo, okay, so honestly, so, okay, so like I was saying before I got cut off, so they should just stay in their lane if they can't, if they can't handle this, right? Like, don't even Again, attempt to do it. This, this is, this is, you know, I look, monogamy to me is training wheels for what this next level is. Okay. Because again, okay. it, re it requires you to, to look at the parts within yourself that you would normally look for another partner for and feel those things yourself. So again, most, my, my, my part, me personally, my love language, and this is what we were talking about even previously, you know, we were getting into the sixth love language, which for me is distance. And so distance is one of, distance is actually my secondary, secondary love language right behind acts of service. So both of my love languages are, require isolation almost because an act of service is like, for me personally, the people who I draw and feel the most connected to are the people who I'm working with. The people who, like my, my assistants, I love my assistants more than I love my mom sometimes because they provide an act of service to me. And that's the way that, I, that shows, that reflects to me that people really love me. Uh, and then again, distance. So giving me a, enough space for me to feel independent in myself also shows me how much you love me. Um, and so both of those things are very non-traditional ways of showing love. And I think a lot of people have had natural lo distance love languages, um, but there hasn't been support for those people. You know, people tend to look at love as only happening in one way. You know, and it's crazy because my daughter right now is the same exact way. And now it's becoming more apparent because now it's showing up as a pattern. Now that, it, that we see it happen from the dad and now it's happening in the daughter, you know, now my daughter has random moments where she won't talk to anyone for half a day. And they think she's like hitting a depression. I'm like, no, she's not. She just wants to be left the hell alone because that's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> so just, just don't, just, just, just don't talk to her. She's independent. She can go and do her own thing for hours. And that's you giving her love and space. So again, as we're shifting this, this levels of consciousness, we're becoming aware of new ways to create the exact reality and the exact heaven that we want. For some people, that heaven is just a, a monogamous relationship with one person, you know? For people who are enjoying the 50% divorce rate in the country right now, they're looking for something a little bit more creative that will allow them to still maintain their playfulness and their connectivity with people without necessarily, you know, being that tied down. Okay. I like that question, love under conditions. I'm not sure exactly what she meant by that, but what came to my head is, when you're in this passion partnership, if you're not coming together to play and to have a good time, if you're coming to create bullshit and stuff that is not necessary, is this almost considered as like a conditional type of relationship where if you want to keep creating bullshit, we're going to pretty much be done? Right. Like people say, you know, to love unconditionally, but, but to love unconditionally sometimes is an act of self-hate. Because if you're going to choose to love someone unconditionally, which means you're going to put up with all their shit without actually looking at what you're putting up with yourself and the love that you're not showing yourself, then, then the, sometimes the illusion of unconditional love is really the biggest act of self-hate that a person can actually show. 
And this is something that's been coming up a lot where people are loving everyone else and putting themselves last in the name of love, thinking that it's love. And it's really an illusion of love. Because again, our insides are crying out for pleasure, are crying out for just attention and for just, you know, satisfaction, you know, but we'll have parts of our own self that'll say, no, I'm going to strip these things from my own self and give them to other people in the name of love. Yo, my goodness. How, when did these downloads come to you? Like recently? <laughs> uh I, I would say they've been they've been evolving constantly uh, over these past few months. Again, as I've been transcending my own, you know, healing my own feminine energy within myself, looking at my own inner uh, masculine uh, issues. Again, once you heal those parts in you, you you want new things. You don't want the same thing that your sick self wanted. You know, for, so for me, my sick self was the version of me that, you know, that I wanted. I, I looked at I judged my family so much as being dysfunctional that I told myself that the second I get a chance, I'm gonna create the family that I wanted. So I jumped into a relationship. I, I married a woman who was 12 years older than me who already had a son. So I could just jump into that fatherly role and say, boom, here it is, I have it. But again, I was, I was creating an expectation of love based on a trauma that I had. I had a trauma that was causing me to look at my family as incomplete. So then I tried to materialize an artificially complete family and then it all crumbled. So once I healed that part in me, I no longer had a hunger to seek out incomplete relationships. I, I no longer had a hunger to fill a void of incompleteness. So now I'm like, you know what? I don't need really any relationship at all. And so it's like, well, what happens when you don't need any relationship at all? You just want to play. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to play now? Like, I'm cool. Like, let's go, let's go travel. Let's go, you know, play video games. Let's smoke weed. Let's have sex. What, whatever it is, let's play. Like, <laughs> I love it so much. Yo, cause honestly, okay. There was this one day, I'm not exactly sure when, but it was not that long ago, but it was kind of a long time ago where I realized I was like, I was able to pinpoint when I had breakups and what I felt like. And then I had a breakup during this time frame where I had an epiphany that I'm talking about right now. And mm -hmm. I realized I was like, yo, the illusion of pain and breaking up is really not what I thought it was back in the day. Back in the day, I'd get mm -hmm. so enveloped in the pain. I'd be like, I'm going to die without him. Like, yes. I'm literally going to fucking physically die without this person. But mm -hmm. now it's like, okay, I love this person, but I don't need you to complete me type shit. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you're right. It does change and it opens up the world for you because it's like, yo, I love you, but I don't need you to be my partner. And that and, and that's what you're saying is going to happen when you start to heal these parts of yourself. You're going to start to attract new partners and you don't technically need anyone anymore. You just want to have fun. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, and what's so interesting is that my love language has evolved over time um, as I've healed myself because my love language used to be words of affirmation until I was able to start telling myself my own words of affirmation where I, it didn't necessarily serve me when someone else told me. So again, when I healed that boy within myself, it, I lost a hunger to care about people giving me words of affirmation. I was already fulfilled in that area. Uh, so like, again, I think words of affirmation is like, you know, I'm almost beginning to like see like different levels of the love languages. Cause in my opinion, 
act of service is the most, requires the highest level of maturity. And really distance requires the highest level of maturity in a love language. You know, quality time, you transcend that over time. As your soul ages, you transcend having to always be around someone for that love to always be there. You transcend always them having to talk to you, you know, and boost you up. You transcend them always having to give gifts for you. You know, but, but when it gets to a point where you're able to give someone space and that actually compound the love, you know, for me, that's that's next generation. That's next level consciousness. Okay, I agree. So now I'm going to ask you a few or before I do that, let me just answer this. How do you deal? What did that say? Let's see. How do you, How do you deal, deal with, with the energy exchange? Exchange with multiple partners. Mm -hmm. um, again, I used to be an empath because I used to not have boundaries on when I connected emotionally with people. People oftentimes say that you that when you're with it, when you exchange uh, sexual, you know, energy or any type of energy with the partner, you, you take on their energy or, you know, that's by choice. That is not by default. When you don't when you don't have the necessary boundaries to energetically say, you know what, I'm one of, I'm going to set my intention to enter into his intercourse for pleasure and pleasure alone. When you set your course to that, your ego sets boundaries up to defend everything except for the thing that you're asking for in that moment, which is pleasure. So the only time you think you're vulnerable enough to take on other people's energies is when you tell yourself that. Oh, shit, dude, I didn't know that. Wait, so if you're having, what? So you're saying if you're having sex with someone and you're like, okay, I'm not going to take on their money blueprint, say if they're not making bread and you're making bread and you don't want to take on their money blueprint, you don't have to? Think, think about it. When you actually listen to, to, what, to what, what's being said, it's like, you know, whatever you say goes. When you say, I'm not going to deal with this bullshit, what happens? You end up not dealing with that bullshit. So when you say, I'm not going to take this energy on, I'm going to go in with the intention of, Going in, you know, again, guys are very good at this. A lot of women and a lot of other guys judged men who were in this awareness, but they didn't get to, they didn't see the light of this awareness. The awareness of being able to have an intention that said, oh, I'm going just to have sex. It's like, yeah, when we want a man who wants to bring more to the table, we look at that as being bad or a shadow. But that's the reason why they don't actually take on all the women's BS. They'll they'll go in, do their thing and they'll be out. So it's like that that's a gift that they that, that the masculine energy in general has the ability to set a clear intention and then have a clear boundary so they can have a clear experience. Only when your feminine energy does not know boundaries, do you take on the energy of the, and you allow parasitic stuff come into you because you told yourself that, oh, if I have sex with you, I'm going to take on your energy. So your body said, OK, that's what we're going to do. That's what you said. <laughs> What? So even though the female is receiving, the dude is penetrating the female? You the female has just as much masculine energy as the guy. So the female can be just as much as shut down, no, this is what I want, just as much as the guy. Just like a guy can be just as feminine and be like, it's whatever, I'll take whatever I can get. Holy shit, dude. I did not, I swear I never knew that. I thought, as a female, if I'm having sex with a dude, his energy is going to literally come inside of me, like everything, because we just had sex. I didn't realize that I could set an intention like, no, this is where it stops right here. Think about it. You ever been walking and you did you like you ever been out and you didn't want a guy to talk to you? So you yeah. put up this like energy field of like, don't fuck with me. Like your, your energy was more, your, your energy was literally more stiff. 
you know, you had a certain posture, you had a certain walk that said, don't fuck with me. That is your energetic aura that literally keeps energy from getting inside of you. That, okay. that, that I don't care mentality mm -hmm. is what repels energy. Okay. So, so when you're setting your intentions, it's, it's all about just being able to consciously speak your intentions. So when you go into a sexual encounter, being creative with your words, saying exactly what it is you're intending to get out of it, even if you're saying it just to yourself. Most women, most women and men don't do this. They don't go into a sexual experience and say, okay, I'm intending to connect with her on an intimate level that's so deep that when we climax, we feel like we're going connect, we're connecting to each other on a so intimate level. And then after that, we're playing and we're discovering how we want to play better. That's my intention after I go into this room. Yo. If y'all just heard that one part, I know for me, this one part right here just changed my whole way of thinking because I genuinely did not know that. I always assumed, even though I know we have the feminine and the masculine inside, mm -hmm. I just assumed if I'm having sex with a guy and he's penetrating me, I'm gonna get all his energy up in me. I, I really never knew that, dude. Yo, Man, that's it, powerful. It, it sounds so, and, and you know, you can listen to how disempowering that would sound as a woman, right? Like, oh, I, I can't do anything. I'm just playing Russian roulette with guys' energy. And it's like, oh, you know, they can sell me on being good, but then they get, get inside me and now their energy is poison. That would suck, right? Because it's almost like guys are very good at telling girls what they think they want to hear only for them to get energy poison, you know? So women, it would have been fair. God, God would not have created a woman to not have a defense against that. That would have been completely unfair. Oh, my God. Okay. Mind shock. All right. Let me ask you a few questions I know somebody else is going to ask me later on down the road that I already have thought about. What do you do to be able to, like, do you get, are you supposed to get checked regularly to be able to get this going smoothly, flowing smoothly? You know what I'm saying? You know, it's interesting. Um, so by, by being a, a someone who practices like holistic medicine and just understanding that all sicknesses are, um, are vibrational. Every sickness happens on a vibrational plane. Cancer can be measured as a frequency. Diabetes, HIV, herpes, these are all frequencies. So for you to even be in this, for you to even be able to grasp the concept of the words that we're talking about and the things that we're talking about and these concepts, you're already vibrating much higher than any of those diseases. Those diseases come from par parasitic mentalities and parasitic levels of consciousness because that's how you attract it. Remember, everything's a reflection of us. So if we attract, if, so, if we catch something, it's because there is something that is some signal that we sent out that says, hey, I want this, whether I know it or not. So if you are someone who, is, who has healed yourself enough to not need anything externally fulfilled in you, then you're already vibrating above the, the frequency of, the, of those type of diseases. So those people, the people that you connect with, you don't even have to worry about that. Again, so we enter into a, we're like, like these conversations that people are having are becoming conversations of the past. Just like we transcend some like black plagues and we transcend some sicknesses, the, the sicknesses get transcended as the consciousness evolves. We evolve and we learn how to create more solutions vibrationally for the things that looked like they were going to destroy us. Okay. So it's like, you're not even thinking about that because you're good. You're like, yo, these people I'm talking to, we're just on the same wavelength anyway. At all. We don't, we don't, again, if you don't give it your attention, it can't exist in your dimension. Perfect. Okay. That actually answered my last question. 
what dude you you like kill you you did this shit today like i honestly didn't think that you were actually going to go in and explain everything in full detail but i literally think that if somebody were to listen to this they could start from step a all the way to step z with success to know exactly how to do this is there anything else that you want to share about this in particular and then i would love for you to just say where people can find you at in your services yeah um I think that this is an exciting time to be alive because again we're 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 up, we're upgrading so we're we're it's a privilege to hear about passion partners it's a privilege to hear about non-monogamy because again this is what happens when your consciousness increases to where you're able to hear these conversations without being triggered or you're able to actually enter into connections with people and truly just play you know heaven if we imagine heaven being on earth what would we be doing we would be playing you know if you're a man you know, I don't know about you, but as a man, you design what heaven's going to be like. You're like, yo, I'm going to be able to have sex all the time, right? Okay, what if that was true in a sense? What if, what if it was, like, why do we think that we're not entitled to be able to engulf in our deepest desires and our deepest passions? You know, it's, we, have this, we have this guilt trip inside of ourselves that, that thinks that the thing that God wants for us and the thing that we want for ourselves can't be the same thing. And so once we flip that and we invert that and we realize that God actually put all that desire and all that sexual energy inside of you so that you can express that in unconditional love, then you realize that we're here to have a fucking blast and we're here to have parties and we're here to love and we're here to dance and laugh and, and co-create and, and, and do all those things that make our souls come alive. Um, so... Uh, if you want to find me, you can look me up on Daryl Garth Coaching on Instagram. You can also look at my look up my music page, which is all trap music. So, uh, and that's Heartman Official. Uh, you also feel free to find me on Facebook at Christ Conscious Coaching CCC. Um, again, my name is Daryl Garth. Um, I typically help people again reprogram their consciousness, so transmuting mind, body, and soul programs, um, healing old traumas, deep wounds. Uh, anxiety, depression, anything that we want to fast track our healing on, that's what I'm here for. And he's also an alchemist. So when you're having that first initial session with him, you're literally going to walk away feeling different. No joke. Like he mm -hmm. literally does certain types of things to be able to get you results in that first session that you have. So or your money back. Yeah, real talk, right? <laughs> absolutely. King, absolutely. Queen, I appreciate thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a thousand. Thank you for, thank you for, you know, I, I, I get, I feel orgasmic just to connect with powerful women, you know, powerful women doing their thing and just holding space as a conscious, you know, goddess that within itself. Love you from I the bottom you. of my heart. Thank <laughs> you so much, fam. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining. We'll Peace see you next bliss. week. Peace and bliss. Out this bitch. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking your time to tune in this week. We look forward to seeing you next week.